0: Hi I'm Jessica Amir from Bell Direct. Today I'm chatting with one of the world's leading artificial intelligence companies Appen and also a stock market darling. Mark Brain is the CEO thank you so much for having us.
1: It's nice to be here. And lovely to meet you and uh, lovely to help out your investors.
0: For those that don't know, you started on the stock market five years ago at $0.50 cents, and today at the time of recording this, you're a $23 stock, which means that you've outperformed the other WAX stocks. You're up 4,000% and you've also just recently handed down your financial or rather your calendar year 2019 results, a great set of numbers, growth in all key metrics. But for those who don't know what Appen does, just tell us.
1: So we provide training data, which is essential for the development of artificial intelligence. So if you've used uh, a product that recognises your voice uh, on your phone, for example, that product has to be trained to have, it must have heard uh, all those words and all those sounds previously. And we record that, we prepare that data and we send it to our customers. Similarly, if um, uh, you're driving or you're in an autonomous vehicle, its ability to understand what's a tree, what's a car, Um, what the road sign says, all comes from consuming vast amounts of training data. Uh, So from an investor perspective, if investors uh, are looking at AI or are researching AI, they should think that any um, artificial intelligence product relies on training data. and, And we are arguably the world's leading training data provider.
0: So just bring it to light for people who are tuning into this. Am I right in assuming that your business has been involved in some of the profound projects that have changed the way we live? Um, for example, Siri. Um, if so, how did you actually make it work?
1: So the way a product like a speech recognizer works is it has uh, some hardware, like a microphone, and it has uh, a program that receives and, and, and understands what's been asked of it. It doesn't do anything until it's trained with data, So it doesn't understand the words that I'm saying or the words that you're saying unless it's heard those words before. So what we do is we record people speaking into their phones or into a microphone and we record tens of thousands of hours of people speaking different accents, different languages. We've worked in over 180 different languages around the world. Uh, We've collected data in over 130 countries. And then we get those recordings and we transcribe them. And it's that sound and that transcription, which is the words that sit underneath the the sounds, that the the computer can read the transcription and it connects the dots. It says, ah, OK, well, that sound equals that word. And if I hear something like that, I'll know that it's that word. And so the more times it hears similar thing, different accents, different languages, different background noise, the better it gets. So the more data, well, it needs data to, to learn and to work in the first instance, and the more data, the better it gets.
0: So is that your biggest growth driver?
1: So it's, it's both our biggest advantage and our biggest opportunity. We have a crowd of over a million people that we can um, ask to do work for us. Could be speaking into their phone, could be recognising what's in a picture, could be deciding between this search result and that search result. We're paying about 50,000 people every month all around the world to do work for us. Um, and that gives us uh, an advantage for our customers because they want large volumes of data and they want it very quickly, um, but it also gives us a great opportunity because if people want those volumes of data, we're one of only a very few people that can provide that for them.
0: So what should investors uh, take away
1: from what you're saying? I think the key thing for investors is to, is to learn about and read up on artificial intelligence and what's being developed um, because they'll learn that whilst um, a, a product, a speech recognizer on a phone, Works reasonably well. For it to work really well, it needs more data. But then they'll learn about more products, autonomous vehicles, or um, products that recognise handwriting, um, or um, products that recommend what you should buy when you're online. All of those use artificial intelligence. So the more they understand about artificial intelligence and then just think, well, these products need to be trained and they need data, and that's to our advantage. Perhaps another way of looking at it is, you know, we're a picks and shovels business. You know, we're not providing the gold, but we're providing the tools that helps people dig the gold.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you've just handed down an exceptional set of numbers. In fact, over the last five years, all your key uh, financial metrics have grown. Uh, you've seen uh, earnings, um, sales tick up, uh, which is part of the reason why your shares have grown from fifty cents to where they are at the time of recording this, about $23. Mm. So just take us through what's really behind your results.
1: So the the core driver for our business is the development of artificial intelligence and the demand for data, and particularly uh, the, the, the way that AI is developed using a technique called deep learning, and the more data it consumes, the better it, it performs. Uh, we provide Three major data types, we provide audio speech data, uh, as mentioned in the example before, for speech recognition products. We provide image and video data to help um, artificial intelligence see like a human, and we provide what's called relevance data, which is used to train um, social media and search engines to provide answers that are more relevant to your uh, language or location or, or culture. and. All of our customers are growing rapidly and their ability to provide products that compete uh, in their markets relies on large volumes of high-quality training data and that's what's driven our growth and consequently the share price.
0: So your results were largely fueled by organic growth in your speech and image earnings. So tell us about that and can you also break down where your earnings is coming from and is that likely to change?
1: So we have the two core divisions, speech and image, which are uh, much more complex data types to collect and work with. Um, We've just uh, started to work with LiDAR, for example, for autonomous vehicles, and that's data in three dimensions, which is terribly complex. Uh, And the other division that we work in is called relevance, which is much larger scale, but generally simpler data types and simpler tasks. Um, The uh, relevance data makes up now over 80% of our revenue. It's the largest part of the business. But the speech and image part is where we see the most variety of use cases and some extremely high growth, uh, as you see in excess of 30% this year. Uh, Going forward, we expect to see more uh, customers and more use cases in speech and image. But the size of the relevance customers and the size of that um, existing uh, body of work means that it will be some time before the speech and image catches all the way up to the relevance. So I think the mix will stay much the same, but we'll see much more variety in in speech and image.
0: And we understand that you are working with some of the world's leading and best tech companies, such as Microsoft, and you've also really set up and embedded that US government contract, which now means you can take on more government contracts. So tell us what that looks like and other key milestones that investors should be looking out for.
1: So we're working with the US government and other governments around the world to help them build AI to deliver uh, better services. So for example, one of the projects we won this year is around disaster relief. So the ability for uh, people providing disaster relief to assess what the conditions are in a certain location, using pictures from people's mobile phones and artificial intelligence to tell them, okay, We need to go there and we need to provide food there, but we need to provide shelter here or we need to provide access here. So it's really um, like all AI, it's about using um, the intelligence that you can derive from the data to make decisions more quickly and in this case to provide disaster relief more quickly as well.
0: And now to growth in other parts of the world. So China is a key growth area for Appen. So how is this really going to evolve on the back of uh, Corona? Is this going to be a short-term hit or
1: what's what's going to happen? It's hard to say. Um, China represents a great market for us. It's probably... It is the second biggest AI market outside of the US. It could be the biggest in the near future. They're investing a lot into AI and and the government and many large companies are right behind the development of AI. Um, So we've entered China. Uh, We've entered there with with an office that's growing, uh, with a sales team, project delivery team, and we have a a facility uh, to the west of Shanghai where we do the data labelling. So we have people in that room doing the data labelling. Um, The coronavirus, of course, is... um, uh, impacted everybody's business. The, the first and most important thing we did was make sure that everybody in the company was safe and well, uh, and we're checking in on them on a daily basis, and the good news is everybody is, is, uh, and their families is in great shape. Um, when we break down the impact of the coronavirus for our business, domestically in China, we don't think the impact will be hugely material on the business as a whole. Our business is young there and our targets are modest, so it's not going to impact uh, the, the business as a whole. If we look at our large US customers collectively, they do less than 10% of their business in China. So if there's a slowdown in Chinese revenue for them, uh, it shouldn't impact uh, their business as a whole and consequently our business with them. The one thing we're keeping our eye on is companies that we work with that rely on China for their supply chains. Uh, If they suffer uh, shortfalls in supply of their hardware, that may impact their, will impact their revenue uh, globally And that may lead them to do some broad cost cutting, which may impact our business. So it's a bit of a long bow, but we have to think about all of those things. But um, at a high level, we think the impact uh, should be negligible, but that's based on what we know today and it's rapidly evolving. So we have to stay close to it.
0: Definitely. So many known unknowns. Exactly. And looking ahead to this financial year 2020, you've upgraded your earnings, which is fantastic. So full year earnings, $125 to $130 million, which is awesome. But uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of us are kind of uh, looking for something a little bit more just to take your shares uh, back above uh, their record all time high. But we've already seen monumental gains in your share price. So what will it take just to take it up another notch?
1: Yes, one thing I've learnt, Jessica, is um, no matter what you deliver, there's always the need for a little bit more. Um, What we've seen historically is some of the projects that we uh, look at at the beginning of the year, which go into our earnings forecast, uh, have um, over-delivered positively and unexpectedly, and that's led to uh, historically earnings upgrades for the company. Uh, So we always hope that that will continue. Uh, However, as as the business gets bigger, it's hard for any one project to, to drive material increases so a uh, victim of our own success if that makes sense um, but certainly yeah we're out there trying to win new customers uh, trying to do the best for our customers um, and you know if we do the right thing for them they do the right thing for us and, and everything grows and uh, hopefully that leads us to um, greater success in 2020. Well
0: it's been great getting to know Appen. Mark Brayan the CEO thank you so much.
1: No thank you very much.